Welcome to the Immigration Update Podcast, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. In this episode, we have a real problem with unauthorized practice of law in immigration. There seem to be people who confuse being entrepreneurial with taking advantage of others. Where there is significant demand and desperation for options, there will be people who will take advantage of those who wish to obtain such an opportunity. Let's take, for example, this year's H-1B lottery, where more than 408,000 H-1B registrations were filed for the same 96,000 beneficiaries, leading USCIS to conclude that, quote, several dozen small technology companies, end quote, colluded to submit multiple registrations to game the system. We're now seeing something similar with a sudden increase of O1, NIW, and EB1A consultants, otherwise known as immigration consultants, offering coaching and mentoring services on LinkedIn, specifically focusing on how to build a profile for an O1, NIW, or EB1A. But what are their qualifications? Simply being the beneficiary of their own approved O1, NIW, or EB1A petition which in most instances was prepared and filed by a qualified immigration attorney. So, what are their qualifications? It seems to be simply being the beneficiary of their own approved O-1, NIW, or EB-1A petition, which in most instances was prepared and filed by a qualified and experienced immigration attorney. These immigration consultants are taking advantage of the concern being experienced by individuals who were not selected in the H-1B lottery or are otherwise subject to extensive delays because of unavailable immigrant visas. So why do I take issue with this, you may ask? Well, first, these individuals are not experienced business immigration attorneys and are doing harm. Second, some are engaging in unauthorized employment. This is Mike Polsonella for the Immigration Update Podcast, and I'll explain more about what's going on in a moment. But I want to remind you first that this and every episode of the podcast comes from articles that are written by immigration partner Lynn Walker. This particular article comes from her blog, TheImmigrantsCouncil.com, where you can find many other articles of interest to the immigration law community. I highly recommend you check out her blog and subscribe. And as always, please spell Lynn L-I-N when searching anywhere for her content. So let's dive back in. As I said at the outset, there are people who confuse being entrepreneurial with being parasitic. Where an opportunity arises, and there is significant demand and desperation, there are people who will and have taken advantage of those who wish to obtain such an opportunity. In this year's H-1B lottery debacle, for example, more than 408,000 H-1B registrations were filed for the same 96,000 beneficiaries, which leads USCIS to conclude that several dozen small technology companies colluded to submit multiple registrations to increase their odds of selection in the H-1B lottery. You should know that USCIS has been actively engaged in investigating these companies and beneficiaries. We're now seeing a similar thing with the sudden increase of O-1, NIW, and EB-1A consultants offering immigration coaching and mentoring services on LinkedIn. They specifically focus on how to build a profile to be eligible for an O-1, NIW, or EB-1A. 
And as I said earlier, their qualifications seem to be simply being the beneficiary of their own O1, NIW, or EB1A. Now, these individuals are taking advantage of the concern and desperation being experienced by individuals who were not selected in the H-1B lottery and or otherwise subject to the extensive delays in the availability of immigrant visa numbers because of the per-country restrictions. I take great issue with this because, first and foremost, these individuals are not trained, licensed, or experienced business immigration attorneys and are clearly engaged in the unauthorized practice of law. Second, in some instances, the unauthorized practice of law can then result in unauthorized employment. So let's go over a few definitions before we continue. What is the unauthorized practice of law? According to the American Bar Association, unauthorized practice of law manifests in a non-attorney who establishes a business to offer immigration and other legal services, which includes guiding people on what actions to take to resolve their immigration matters, instructions on which immigration form or process they should utilize, completion of the form, possibly even suggesting specific answers, and advising on what they could expect. Furthermore, the ABA states that the practice of immigration law is defined by federal regulation as an act or acts of any person appearing in any case, either in person or through the preparation or filing of any brief or other document, paper, application, or petition on behalf of another person or client before or with the Department of Homeland Security. Preparation is an essential element of the practice of immigration law and is the study of the facts of a case and the applicable laws coupled with the giving of advice and auxiliary activities, including the incidental preparation of papers. USCIS recognizes only the following individuals as being qualified to offer immigration advice and representation, and that is, one, attorneys, and two, non-attorney representatives who are accredited by the Board of Immigration Appeals. That means that someone whose only experience with the O-1, NIW, or EB-1A is having their own petition approved is not recognized nor qualified to offer any legal advice. These O-1, NIW, and EB-1A so-called consultants are engaged in UPL regardless of the disclaimers they post on their LinkedIn profiles and websites. The moment an O-1, NIW, or EB-1A consultant advises a foreign national how to build their profile and brand and meet USCIS criteria, they are engaged in providing legal advice. One particular non-attorney consultant wrote a book that they claim demystifies the EB-1A process, which they sell for approximately $150, in addition to offering their services to coach foreign nationals to create an EB-1A profile. Although they claim repeatedly that they are not offering legal advice, their book includes distinctions between the different EB-1 categories, with their opinion that the, quote, bar is definitely lower in comparison, end quote, for certain categories, which is an erroneous legal assessment. The book also includes information that the EB-1C requires employment as a multinational manager abroad for two years, another erroneous legal interpretation that the EB-1A takes a shorter period of time to qualify than the other EB-1 categories, 
They offer sample filing letters and a claim that the final merits determination is based on establishing that a foreign national's work benefits the U.S. economy. Need I say, another erroneous legal interpretation. Contrary to all their disclaimers, this book is filled with erroneous legal advice and standards. So assuming an O-1 NIW or EB-1A consultant offers legal advice that is more cost-effective than an immigration attorney, which is not accurate in many instances, what is the problem? First, because such individuals are not trained, licensed, and experienced immigration attorneys, they do not understand the intricacies of immigration law, which is filled with nuanced terms of art. As clear from above, this particular EB-1A consultant has misrepresented the regulations or otherwise made up standards that simply do not exist in the statute, regulations, or case law. Once again, their only experience with the EB-1A category is the approval of their own petition, which was prepared and filed by a qualified U.S. immigration attorney. Second, a foreign national's immigration record is forever, meaning mistakes made not only remain a permanent part of a foreign national's record, but can have severe consequences. At best, a mistake made by one of these non-attorneys will result in lost fees, and a rejected or denied petition. But at worst, a mistake can result in the foreign national being subjected to additional scrutiny for misrepresentation or fraud, losing significant money, violating or otherwise failing to maintain the non-immigrant status, or being subjected to removal proceedings. And third, by convincing a foreign national who is not qualified for the O-1, NIW, or EB-1A to file a petition with USCIS they are only adding to the significant caseload and backlogs that are currently plaguing our immigration system. Each case filed with USCIS must be adjudicated, and in comparison to other types of petitions, O-1, NIW, and EB-1 petitions are very document-heavy, meaning there is significant evidence that must be reviewed. When a petition is filed with the skewed standards as interpreted by an O-1, NIW, or EB-1A consultant that do not meet the regulatory criteria, valuable USCIS resources are misused, adding to delays and costs for everyone. So how does UPL trigger unauthorized employment? According to USCIS, unauthorized employment is, quote, any service or labor performed for an employer within the United States by a non-citizen who is not authorized by the INA or USCIS to accept employment or who exceeds the scope or period of the non-citizen's employment authorization, end quote. USCIS generally approves non-immigrant petitions for employment, such as an H-1B, O-1A, or O-1B, with a specific employer for a specific role with specific job duties for a specified period of time. A foreign national may end up engaging in unauthorized employment by working for a company other than the one listed on their USCIS approval notice, by performing duties or services not approved by USCIS in the petition filed by their employer, or working beyond the date authorized by USCIS regulations. So again, how does UPL trigger unauthorized employment? Well, there are a number of individuals present in the U.S. in O1A status who have now jumped into the immigration coaching and mentoring area by writing books, offering legal advice, and providing coaching or mentoring services for immigration. For example, 
Two individuals who recently approved O1A petitions held a LinkedIn webinar offering O1A preparation, planning, and mentoring advice to other professionals in the information technology or IT industry. Both individuals stated that they received their O1As for product manager roles through very well-known tech companies, and their profiles confirmed this information. And now they were offering immigration advice to help other product managers qualify for the O1A, including whether the foreign national needed to work in the sciences or research, whether the foreign national required an advanced degree, what kind of evidence is required, and that foreign nationals can change from F1 to O1. But here's the problem. It's highly likely, given their detailed job descriptions which are posted online, that their UPL exceeds the scope of their product manager employment as petitioned by the IT employers and approved by USCIS. In other words, unless their respective IT employers included in their job description that they would be required to engage in providing legal advice and mentoring other product managers on their immigration qualifications and how to prepare and qualify for an O-1, such activities would likely constitute unauthorized employment. Note, it is unlikely that USCIS would have approved an O-1 petition for an IT product manager that also included the job duty of UPL, because such a duty falls outside of what is normally required of an IT product manager. Back to the article. Engaging in unauthorized employment can result in severe consequences for foreign nationals, the first of which is foreign nationals who engaged in unauthorized employment are deemed to have violated their non-immigrant status and failed to maintain status. Second, it makes a foreign national ineligible to extend or change their status in the United States. Third, it makes a foreign national ineligible to adjust their status to lawful permanent resident in the United States unless there is an exemption or other provision of law available. Fourth, it makes a foreign national subject to deportation or removal proceedings. And fifth, it could result in their non-immigrant visa being revoked or a future application denied. Please keep in mind that the test for unauthorized employment is never just about receipt of payment. A very common misconception held by foreign nationals is that if they don't get paid for the work, then they're volunteering. But engaging in unpaid work is not the same as volunteering. And where USCIS is concerned, if a foreign national is engaging in work, that is usually performed for payment, then the foreign national must A, hold the proper visa classification, and B, be paid. So how would USCIS even find out about unauthorized employment? Well, in this case, very easily, usually through social media. Nearly each one of these ONA IT professionals have advertised their books and immigration mentoring services on LinkedIn, which can easily be found by searching the hashtag O1Visa. In addition, if these individuals are receiving payment for the immigration mentoring services, such payment must be reported on their U.S. tax returns, which must be provided if the foreign national seeks a green card in the United States. USCIS is increasingly becoming social media savvy, and many of these individuals have been very public in offering their services. It's really a shame that they did not speak with their immigration attorneys before engaging in these activities which can potentially jeopardize their immigration status in the U.S. Conclusion 
I'm not looking to denigrate anyone's work or ability to make a living. However, providing the wrong legal advice can and does cause harm that can be permanent, can place people in legal jeopardy, and cause them to lose thousands of dollars. These O1, NIW, and EB1A consultants are providing erroneous legal advice and engaging in the unauthorized practice of law, which can have significant consequences for themselves and the foreign national consumers who use them. If you want legal advice on immigration law, hire an immigration attorney with experience. And if you have any questions about an O1, NIW, or EB1, please schedule a consultation with Minor and Landis. If you are in the U.S. and seek to engage in services beyond the scope of your employment, you must speak with an immigration attorney before commencing such activities because you could be violating your non-immigrant status. Thanks for listening to the Immigration Update Podcast with Attorney Lynn Walker. We'll be back next week with more breaking news of interest to the immigration law community. If you like what you hear, please follow, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps us grow. If you'd like to suggest a topic for our podcast or have any questions about your particular business immigration situation, please contact Lynn at lwalker at minor.com. That's lwalker at m-e-y-n-e-r dot com. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this podcast in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.